This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. It's Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing. We are back. We are the Fight Disciples on Radio City, City Talk. Coming ahead for the next hour is nothing but the very best Merseyside fight news. That's boxing and mixed martial arts. Got loads of news to come up later on in the show. Uh, bits on Stephen Smith, Callum Smith, some other fighters been added to the Josh Warrington uh, Kid Galahad card. Jazza Dickens got an opponent announced this week for his European title fight, which is going to be in Liverpool. Danny Roberts from Liverpool makes the walk back to the UFC Octagon this coming weekend in New York. And Tim Barnett has also been announced in a big fight over at Cage Warriors. More details on all of that to come up a little bit later on in the show. But first and foremost, let me introduce tonight's guest. The one, the only. It's been on before, but we had you on the phone. Yeah, that's I was right. determined to get you in the studio. Yeah. In the studio with me tonight, Jay Bam Bam Carney. And um, the reason I wanted to get you in is because your situation in this pro game isn't the norm, if you like. You yeah, know, the opposite. You're not a former ABA champion, ex-Olympian, 12-0 in your career, waiting for Eddie Ian to give you a chance for the title, all that kind of stuff. You're coming at this from a diff- completely different viewpoint, Jay. Yeah, yeah, everyone I speak to in this city that... Trains alongside you, runs alongside you, sparred with you, says the same thing. With the right backing, with the right opportunities, you could have a twelve and zero record. Yeah, uh, I think I can too. Um, look, life is just the chances you take. You know, I've I've took fights, maybe I shouldn't have took, but who to say that really? You know, I'm standing where I am now because because of the fights I've took. It's like yeah. I can't even matter. I turned pro at twenty eight. You know. What am I going to do at that point? No, what, no, why did you turn power 28? When, when did you fall in love with boxing? Where did this... When I was a little kid. That's so you, so you love boxing as a kid? Yeah, yeah. But you, you, never, you never boxed amateur, did you? No, well, you know what's mad, right? Most people don't know this, especially because like, I'm a pro boxer, so everyone knows me in the city or in the boxing side, sorry. I know everyone. But I went to the Thunder as a kid, you know. Oh, right, okay. was that like When I was 12, I went to the Thunder. Um, done a handful of, handful of sessions handful literally I liked it you know what I mean and I'm from the other side of the city though and I'm from Wavy Tree but there's nothing really down there really Golden no. Gloves isn't far but it's still Wavy Tree ABC shut down it yeah. used to be off yeah. off the ice streets but it shut down yeah, yeah. even when I was still a kid yeah well it opened when I was about 14 again you know for a little I don't know maybe 6 months or something but so anyway I was 12 years old went to the Thunder a few times my stepdad at the time took me there you see so then that was my only like inkling in there. That's my only way my way in. Um, I didn't get pushed enough to go. Not like blaming my parents. Like, of didn't get pushed enough to go. Loved it, but didn't didn't just like went off it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just hanging around on the street and that. Um, from there, from the age of twelve to like nineteen, I've always been like I could always half box. I know that sounds mad, but I could you could see I'd had something. Yeah, and I had the love for it too. I got into boxing years and years ago. Oscar De La Hoya and um, Cesar Chavez. Me, my brother had a taped, me, woke me up to watch that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I was like, I did it in my head, I could fight, I could fight. And then you mentioned about UFC. I grew up at Terry Atom and um, he, he kicked off massively, like, you know, and went into the UFC and that. And from there, I started Thai boxing at mm-hmm. Calbon from about 19 until I was about 25. Um, only had like small level fight, like a little amateur fight and that, yeah. you know, nothing really happened and that, Thai boxing weren't ready, they're like a popular sport and stuff. Um, there's no, there's no real future. There's nothing in it really. I no. love Thai boxing, I did Thai boxing yeah. at Carbon as well, but yeah. it's, uh, there's no, there's no real future. Nothing really, no. no. So what happened with that is like, 
Colin was Colin Colin's the coach there, Colin, and he, yeah. he was like pushing everyone to go to MA basically because that's that was the future. I just couldn't really pick it up to just see the wrestling and that. Yeah. And then from there, a mate of mine, Kyle, he, he went and like taught me. Just me and him doing tie boxing all the time. That morphed into we did a bit of boxing. White collar boxing was starting to boom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go over and I had like thirteen fights on license. Fought, fought like, like every fight was a real fight, proper fight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like me, just pro like fights. Pros. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I just you know one thing leads to another, and just your goals change, don't you? I was I won't stand even say I wanted to be a pro boxer for my kid because I didn't. Do you know what I mean? I was twenty six. I never even thought about pro. Took me until about 27, I thought, I heard someone getting in touch with Derry to go to turn over on the road. And I went, I'm doing, I'll do that, I'll have a go with that. So I messaged Derry all like sneakily. <laughs> I was like, did you reckon if I go, go amateur, get a few fights, I could turn pro? He's like, do you want to turn pro, dear? I could get you on the road and all that. And then I went from there, ended up not going on the road instead. Just, my first few fights was at home fighter selling tickets, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so when you first turned pro, mm. it wasn't with the British Boxing Board of Control, no, was it? No, Well, what it was, it's a bit of a mad story. I was telling this yesterday, there's someone in fact. I was waiting on um, Jason McClory, his name, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so I was meant to sign with him as a journeyman. And I, at the time, right, like now I'm wise to boxing and know what that is, do you know what I mean? But at the time I was like, yeah, fight anyone, beat anyone, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be that journeyman that yeah, goes every yeah, day and upsets I thought, everyone. I'll go 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then... Um, I was waiting so long to, to, to sign and honestly it was like six, seven months I was in the gym on my own every day hitting the bag hitting the bag hitting the bag every day and so I guess at your age you couldn't really yeah and like I weren't getting really like back on bit anyone no one was really believing in me to be honest uh, I'd see Daddy come in the gym or, or Georgie Vaughan and I'd a little weird that get off them I'd be like holding on to it you know what I mean it was like looking back at our hearts yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but um, yeah and then like it took like Six months and then right place, right time. I was meant to sign Jason McClory and then Stephen Vaughan, who had the NBC license at the time. He just got in touch and said, Oh, I need to fight it for that to Daddy. And Daddy went, Oh, I've got someone there. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I that went from there. And I had my first like five fights or something. Was that, the, so was that with the Malta? Malta boxing. It, it was it used to be called Malta boxing, whatever. Yeah. And then it turned to like uh, Bieber now, isn't it? It's and then, Bieber now. So yeah, now yeah. it's sort of like. So, if anyone listening who doesn't know, there's the British Boxing Board of Control, which is the governing body in the UK. But then there's also one called Bieber, which used to be based out of Malta, but it's now based out of Ireland, I think, or it's the Irish Boxing Association. So if you're a pro boxer in the UK, you can be affiliated to either. But I know the British Boxing Board of Control frown on Massively, Bieber, yeah. and they don't want Bieber like It's not on box and on stuff, cards. so it's sort of like, you can, well, NBC was, sorry, my fights on NBC are on box and then... Yeah. It turns to Bieber, and I think that sort of stopped going on boxing, and then so it sort of had everyone looking, well, that's not pro sort of thing, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like, luckily, I left that in the right time, moving over to the British Boxing Board. Like. Yeah. So, but you've your record on Boxrec, that is your it, record. They're on them. They're all, they're them all on them. five fights or whatever. They're my first five fights on Boxrec, too, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how did it go with the British Boxing Board of Control? Were you like six, five, six fights in before? Yeah. Did you then, have to apply for a separate licence yeah, to do so, the whole thing? I just um, I was with, what I come from. I was with Scotty Hamilton. Scotty was my trainer for a few years. Um, majority of my career, like I look at him as my team. Um, he just we had one fight together on that on that Malta, and um, he said, "If we're gonna move forward, I want you to go on the on the BBFC though." Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like this is legit. This why this this isn't this. So I was like, "Yeah, I agreed to that." Now, so we got in touch with Keenan Farrell, and um, from there, I got to go and have. A whole, as if I'm just starting fresh, basically. Yeah. I had to go and apply for my licence, 
I'd have an interview where they were on me case massively. And, um, I had little Paul Love on here last week and he said when he went for his licence because he hadn't had extensive amateur mm-hmm. experience for the opposite reason. He couldn't get matched up. He was so small. Yeah. He, fought, he, fought, he was saying he fought Paul Butler in his fourth oh, amateur yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Butler had like 50-odd fights. Yeah. Double ABA champion and everything. Yeah. But he said when he went to the British Boxing Board of Control, he had to, they, they said to him, can you stand up and shadow box for us? Shut up. Honestly, yeah, as well as the interview. <laughs> said, oh, it was weird. But so that, from from your point of view, obviously no amateur experience. You've come in through the white collar. Then you've made your pro debut via Bibber. Mm-hmm. They, all must, against, have, all they me, must have you know, hated we'll you. Get on this. They must have been like, you better impress us. I don't know whether he remembers it, but Brandon, Brandon Deord, mm-hmm. right? He was at my, the same day as me. And it, it's like, they sort of having a go at me. So he brought us all in. Say seven of us are going for our licence that day. Mm-hmm. All sitting there like school kids, and they're talking about us. Probably there, do you know what I mean? They're like, some of you are, um, some of you have won European thingies and amateurs. They were little nods to Brandon. Some of you are on the white collar, <laughs> looking at me all frowning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, they had a go at me, like I mean, one to one interview. They had a proper go at me, and um, they said to me, "There's no little quick thing." They said. Um, yeah, I had my box set in front of them up there so I could see it too do you know what I mean yeah. and I had early on I picked up a loss on NBC mm-hmm. against Graham Fern he's a journeyman right a proper journeyman like I'm not going to go into what I, how I lost and all that but anyway got a loss on me record to him right and uh, he goes Ali Hayes it was goes to me um, look I'm looking at your boxer here and you've got a loss to Graham Ferns. he's shit why am I giving you your licence <laughs> you know what I mean I was like eh uh, uh, <laughs> This this journey, I want to listen later on the show. I want to pick up with you about. I want to try and run through some of these fights with you to get your recollections. But when you were deciding to turn pro, then 26, 27, did you envisage your journey would be like this? Did you envisage it would be. No, it's mad. I feel like I'm a baby in boxing now. It's mad that sounds. You know, you're learning every day, aren't you? And it's like at the time, when before I said, but I thought I'm gonna go and fucking beat everyone, you know what I mean? And then, like, but then you get it as soon as I got in the gym, I had like the likes of Ryan Moore, Rami, Ryan Vaughan, JJ Metcalf. Um, you know, you're looking at them straight away, realizing wow, levels there straight away, do you know what I mean? So, like, Ryan Moore was my weight at the time, mm-hmm. so as soon as I started saying it with him, I realized there I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do, me, yeah. So, then it's sort of just changing as time was going on, my goals. The fights, like, you're probably talking about all these matching fights and that. Not really, I've sort of just developed without thinking I'm hard enough. It's just like, to me, it's just a fight. A fight's not, I wouldn't be worried about fighting anybody in any case. Olympians, it doesn't really matter to me. It's, they're there to be beat, aren't they? Of course. Why not be me? It wasn't, you know what I mean? But let's say that last fight, for instance, why not? I could have beat him, do you know what I mean? I would have beat him. It changed my whole life, my family's life, my kids' life, everything can be changed off that one win. Yeah. You know, it'll be there. Because I know you were. You were- in the frame to fight Joe Cordina as well, yeah, right? yeah. That's another mad night, man. Yeah, that's what I mean, because that would have been, mm-hmm. you know, Wembley, about, mate, ninety thousand at Wembley, and on the main card as well, because he's, you know. See what I said earlier about it's about the choices you take and the chances you take in life, and that sort of you gotta live by your own choices, haven't you? I chose to go and fight in Ireland the week before yeah. against a good kid, you know what I mean? And I got stopped in that fight, and then like at the time, that's like I've never been stopped in that, but, like. So it was that, that hurt me more than anything. So yeah. at the time, we weren't really bothered about recording them, but looking back, everyone who speaks to me, you know, you know, random people in the seat, they go, when are you meant to back them out? Oh, are you recorded about that? I go, no, no. And they go, yeah, no, but are you got some... I'm sound about it, actually, yeah. Perfectly fine. I'm <laughs> not fighting in front of me. But at the same time, Nick, right... N- that was a super featherweight. That fight with Cordy and it was meant to happen. I'm a featherweight. So I can get to super bantam. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now a lightweight. 
fucking must have done he looking yeah, up, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you know, maybe for the best man, do you get me? Of course, yeah, without a doubt. But the journey itself coming into pro boxing, did you you know, when you first started, did you think, you know, I'll go the goal is to get onto the British Boxing Board of Control. The mm. goal is to be on big shows. The goal is to fight in arenas. Or was there ever? A, did you still in, in that time think I'm going to go ten and zero? I'm going to march towards a British title. I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah. So like, at some I don't see where like I think I spoke to you before off air about like when you and Jazz were talking. What does he want and all that? It's like at first I probably was thinking that thinking five and zero to ten and zero. I'm ten and zero. And before I get a central area. Uh, red goals down, Nick, and mm-hmm. uh, I've got I've got the book still still and in my book it says Central Area Champion with all stars around it. That was my thing to get, do you know what I mean? But then obviously like you take a little chance and then you lose that little chance and then like you're getting offered like you get offered like oh he's the Commonwealth champion. Like it's all like fuck that's what that's the dream, that. So then I'm taking him, but then before you know it, you're just sort of moving away from those goals you were getting. Or oh, you're aiming at, sorry. Yeah. Well that's it, you you're trying to Leapfrog your career, a yeah, bit. yeah. You're trying to jump I, I think maybe because of my age, yeah. maybe because of my age, maybe that's subconsciously what I am doing. Maybe looking to go like without thinking I'm better than certain people, saying people could get offered for a fight for me, and they're probably just as good or better than me. But I think, no, nah, I want, I want better, I want someone better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that is like what you're saying. Maybe I'm just trying to leapfrog so I, so I can push for it. How long have I got left? You know what I mean? 30, 32. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, but that central area title is one hundred percent still there. You know what it is, well, Nick. Is that um, something you're speaking to Derry about now? Obviously, you're now with Derry Matthews. Yeah, um, little bit. That, again, that comes to like my my perception and view on boxing. It's changed over the years. So, like you're asking there, it's like it's like I always say this: like uh, when a kid finds out Santa's not real, that's what boxing's been like to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like more and more days that you're in it, it's like wow, what? What is this? Like, what's this mad, mad sport? Well, that, that's I'm what in I was here. trying to get at. I'm like, you it's come like, into it and you think it's amazing. You go, oh, it's, it's, gonna it's gonna be, it's gonna be like a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite the opposite because yeah, it, it, you know it'll chew you up and business, spit yeah, you out. It will, yeah. It's like so. What you saying about Central Area? I know, I, I know, I can sell. I can sell two hundred tickets. And I don't ever wanted to do the main, but I haven't done it for a long time. And, and like, I was half thinking to do it, and then that little anxiety comes back to me of like, oh, it's a nightmare, that. that's a nightmare doing that. To box, look, look on John Nomarkovic from Latvia, do you know what I mean? Where you already know you're winning, you're blagging, you're, oh, I don't want to be saying that, to, like you're blagging your mates because some people are in different positions than I'm in. Let's say like, I don't know, off the top of my head, let's say like Brandon again, let's say Brandon Dior for instance, he's a younger lad, he's got a good background, a good amateur pedigree, he should be selling them tickets and having those learning fights as such. And yeah. that's all certain about learning fights. You can move forward to those titles. But for me, I just feel like, am I going to wait, want to wait and have three or four learning fights, building that little bit of record to get a, get a centenarian? You know, to me, no. Yeah. But three kids and that, you know what I mean? Just, I, need, I need to be making it money, like. Whereas like, if you can outwork, where if you can get Joe Cordino on a bad note, there we go. Whether it's the right or wrong way of thinking, it's, it's my way of thinking that really, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I want to chat to you a bit more about the fights you have taken and some yeah. of these fights recently and I want to try and get in that head a little bit more because I'm delighted you've come in the studio tonight all fired up. I'm delighted you've still got the twinkle in your eye because I was worried that the journey you've been on might have killed your love of boxing, but clearly it hasn't. Stick with us. I'm in studio with Jay Bam Bam Carney. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. 
You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Delighted that Jay Carney still joins me in studio. Before we get stuck into uh, his professional boxing career and beyond, a little bit of boxing news wrap-up for you for the city. I mentioned it earlier on in the show. Uh, Stephen Smith returned with a win in Nottingham on Friday night. I was down in Nottingham for Swifty's big comeback fight. The best thing about it was that he turns up for his first fight in two years, forgets his shorts. Yeah, that's a that. borrow a pair of shorts, Jay. <laughs> I see the picture with just like plain shorts, but that's a bit mad. Why has he got them on? A pair of black Lonsdale shorts <laughs> yeah. he had on. Don't know who, I don't know which journeyman he, but he paid to use them or what, but terrible pair of shorts, but good to see him back in action. Hopefully some title uh, action news for, for Stephen moving forward. Jazza Dickens will take on Aussie Nathaniel May at Liverpool Olympia on Friday the 12th of June, July. Sorry, That will be for a version of the European title. Uh, and it will be packed with Scousers as well. That's an MTK card. Jack McGann and heavyweight Alex Dickinson have been added to the Josh Warrington Kid Galahad bill, destined for Leeds on June the 15th. That's going to be an absolute cracker. Coming that night as well, Liverpool's own JJ Metcalf. He takes on uh, Jason Wellborn, former world title contender for the Commonwealth light middleweight belt. Uh, and one last bit of news, light heavyweight Thomas Whitaker-Hart, who's currently 1-0 from the city, managed by Tony Bellew. He has been added to the next-gen build destined for your call on Friday, June the 21st. That's a Sky Sports show, so big opportunity there. For Thomas Whitaker-Hart, coming back to yourself, mate, speaking of big fights, big opportunities, this is, this is what you're in this game for. You've had a couple of arena fights already. Let's go back to when you made your pro debut mm-hmm. at the Titanic Hotel in Liverpool oh, yeah. on, a, on that Vaughan <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, Compared to like fighting at Sheffield Arena, like six, seven fights mm-hmm. later. Bad. The, the thing is, because, as you were alluding to earlier on, because of your age, Jay, you can't do 10 fights in mm. Titanic Hotel yeah, and yeah. social clubs. You've got to try and shortcut the game a little bit. Mm. I get why you're taking these big fights, but of course, you know, you've now got um, four defeats against five wins, yeah. two draws on your record. It probably doesn't do you justice. Because yeah. you're having to go away, you're giving away home advantage. So basically, if, unless you get a knockdown, unless you're winning a fight massive, these fights are getting get a decision. Twenty days notice and that as well. So that's why, like, said to you before about like you, you're changing your mindset and that as boxing goes along, you know, you're growing. I'm growing with it myself. I'm growing up as a person with it. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not stupid. I'm wise enough to know that I'm getting used to. You know what I mean? But that's just the game, isn't it? It's like you know, let's say I say not not that I would have beat Ashraf on if we had six to eight weeks, but. He, he's training for that that date for eight weeks. I'm training for it. I was I was in Iceland having a bevy, right? And then I got a text twenty days out. Wait a minute, I was in Iceland having a bevy. Who yeah. goes to Iceland for the bevy? Not the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the shop then. Right. Why did you go to Iceland? I was in Iceland just on holiday. What for? <laughs> just on holiday. Did you just go to Iceland? Maybe mates and that and my bed. Mental. <laughs> so I was there anyway, right? And I was having a bevy. Iceland. And then I got the text, right? So I'm 20 days out. Yeah. So I I just ignored the text. Well, it read it, but didn't open it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking hell. I was for, you know. And then, so ne- next next day I woke up. Woke up, read the message properly. Replied to it with a yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> to fight fact. But then I've got 19 days. I'm coming home the next day. So I basically had 18 days. And I was like overweight a bit. Do you know what I mean? So, you know... That looking back, like that's not a wise decision, really. You know what I mean? It's like no. I'm getting, I'm taking a fight on 18 days' notice against an Olympian who's with with at the end. He's been training for the fight, and I haven't. You know what I mean? It's, but that's the game. That's just what that's what happens. Every every one of those big fights, 
that we've talked about that I've had. They've all been short notice, you know what I mean? 20, yeah. 20 days, 21 days. So what's the, what's the plan now with Derry? I'm sure you've sat down with Derry and with George and whatever, and you've talked about it. Is it to take a step backwards and maybe fight in Merseyside a little bit more? Or is it still, let's just keep fishing? Well, we have, fish. Really, to be honest, right, here's what happened. I've just been on holiday again. No, <laughs> you're just... doing well here. Tell you what. Where'd just... you go this time? I was in Benidorm. Oh, that's right? boring. <laughs> so... You can't go to Iceland and then go to Benidorm this time. <laughs> I was I was in in Benidorm and um, a few fights were getting off to me and I was half looking up them and, and then I was on holiday. got a text message to fight Gavin McDonald. And it was like about four weeks' notice. Yeah. I was already fit and that though, I was already been training during my aim. And then I, t- I text Daddy straight away and just said, "What do you think of this? Do you know what I mean? And if I take it, will you train? Will you train me for it? Because I haven't been training with Daddy. I've been always with Scotty for my fights. Yeah. Um. He said, "Take it. I'll train you for it." So then I've messaged I've messaged Scotty like, you know, is what this reason, this reason, this reason is why I've took the fight. Blah blah. Yeah. So really, I've took that fight with Gavin McDonald, been training for it. Me and Daddy come up with a game plan for it. Working hard. I was enjoying myself. I'd fire in my belly over it. Yeah. Um, it was only a six rounder. I knew I could go and get a little nick, a little three rounds off him. It was massive to me to get something from that fight. Yeah. Go and get a rematch against him on a big show over a ten round for some proper money. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and going go for it. Gavin McDonald pulls out the fight for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I got off with a few of stuff. Didn't really want it, so I've left it from there. Me and Daddy haven't really had that talk of of moving forward. They haven't really had that. When you say about George, I'm not saying with George. Me and George. Speak a lot. I've been with George every day because I work in the gym. Mm-hmm. But um, with Daddy, was Daddy would have been saying to me for the fight. But since since he since Gavin pulled out, I haven't really spoke about what what, what I'm going to do moving forward. I haven't really had that conversation to be honest. Yeah. Just sort of. But like, but in my own mind, I'm not looking to just take a fight at short notice against some kid on Sky Sports because I've done it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I've done it. Like, so what's the point in doing this over and over, getting losses? Like you said about me record before. I don't. I'm not really bothered about records. I don't really care about them. But at the same time, maybe I do because I don't want to be five and six. I don't want to have that losing record because when I'm twenty years time, I don't want my son to look at it now and be like, "Oh yeah, he lost he lost quite a few fights." Because I know I'm better than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if it was to fight it's against, the, it's the caliber of the people you're losing against. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. But you know, if you're in boxing, you know, like Nick, you know, you know what I've done. Mm-hmm. But average Joe don't. Average Joe. And I have it. You'd say, "Oh, are you the boxer?" And you type your name in, and then you see. That's what you think. Oh, he's not really good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then just quietly fucking smile to me and that. But you know, it's one of them. It's like if I'm to fight again in the, in the near future, maybe you were saying before about even ain't like that July show. What jazz is on or not? You know, yeah. why not? Why not go and sell some tickets to get on that? Why not? Go, why not go and go to, go and put a good performance in? So everyone, I'm really Be- about because because of the company that you've mixed in. And because of where you are now, that that's what opens the door to a central area. Yeah, yeah. And plus, if someone's putting a show on with a central area, they look at your record and go, oh, he's lost a couple as well. well Stick like our guy in who's I, I spoke, know, I spoke to never her, fought anyone. Yeah, I spoke to a few people from the board. Ali A's, he's not there anymore, but a few of them, a few of the fellas there. And um, they've all, they all speak very highly of me and to me, do you know what I mean? And I've been told a lot of times, look, central area, be yours there, you know, you could go, we'd accept you for that, do you know what I mean? Of course. So I know they could, which, but that, that, that does give me a little bit, yeah, go on, that's good. You need a couple of wins. I know, so that's, to, that's what I'm saying, go, go and get like a win, because I can't be coming off three losses, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know, I could go and box in July, hopefully get a win there, look good, perform well, feel good. I watched the show, um, it was a Steve Wood show, and this is no disrespect to anyone on it, because a lot of them are good fighters, but watching that, I was watching them, trying to watch their journeyman they were boxing yeah right and I was watching thinking 
to be in their position is a lot better than what I've been doing. You know, the level I've been, the, like, boxing like to Ashfak and that, it was just dead hard. It's dead hard to get anything from him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I thought, even, even boxing on them shows in your way corner, I'd, I'd take that, do you know what I mean? But, like, anyway, forgetting that, I said, selling, selling a bit of tickets, boxing at home, getting a win and going towards Central Area, that'd be a dream if I could stand there with a Central Area. That's my world title. That is Absolutely. legitimately a world title to me, do you know what I mean? Of course. Well, listen, when you look at the fact that you were 26 and you hadn't even made your pro debut, yeah. to, to be able to end your career with a Central Area title yeah, would be yeah, unreal. No. No. Unreal. And, and listen, that's 100% a realistic goal. The, the thing for yourself is it's getting out of this... Because, listen, I know how hard you work. Everyone tells me how hard you work mm. and I know how much, much you love boxing. Yeah. It must kill you to sit there and be on a three-fight three skill. Does, I think does. people think, oh, yeah, well, Jay, oh, he's took that fight because, you know, it's good money for him, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, no, I guarantee if someone said to you, you know, the Ashfak fight, you're not getting paid, but you're going to win. Mm. You'd have took the oh, win. Of course, yeah. You'd have took the course, W, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm human just because uh, some people say, oh, he's tough, oh, he's tough, and I fight anyone, but... Still human, still got feelings there. I don't want to look at my record there. I haven't, I haven't won a fight, mate, right? I haven't won a fight for like two years, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I had a big long gap over like some medical issues. Yeah. So like altogether, I haven't, I haven't won a fight for two years, do you know what I mean? So obviously that plays a little part to me. I had little nags of force coming to me. I'd, have I still even got it? I haven't won a fight for two years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you were, when you were away with the medical issues, getting that cleared mm-hmm. up, was there any point then where you thought I'm gonna have to, that's it it's done yeah my, my life's been up and down ever since I was a kid it's been up and down right? and that was a massive one I was finished after pressed over it I was finished no way I was getting another another chance to fight so I feel like I had, at that time I was like 15 months out and then I just got just got the clearance as I got the clearance they offered me Ashfaq so that's, that's how fast then I got back in with that you know what I mean wow mad isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so you went from being basically two years out of action, yeah. thinking your career's done, yeah. to jumping straight in with an Olympian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mad, isn't it? <laughs> listen, there's no shortcuts in this oh, game. Oh, like, oh, there isn't. I oh, get, oh. Listen, I get it. And as I It was untenable for me. You're, you're better... Where you are now, in your position, compared to some lads who have had 10 fights who were 10-0, and, mm. and yet every, all those 10 are weird Laffians you've never heard of, yeah. you're in a far stronger position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you haven't got a clean record. Yeah. So you need to... I, I would love to see you come back. I would love to see you fight on that MTK show in July or even a Steve Wood show in mm-hmm. Liverpool or whatever it may be because I think two or three wins at home or relative, you know, around the northwest against the right opponents. And by that, I don't mean hand-picked opponents. I mean yeah, lads yeah, yeah. that aren't Olympians. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you get three wins there, that then the central end, then the central area comes in. Yeah, it's there. It's within, and I know it's within such a distance. Just um, it's a mad thing. Like people think I'm now in a bend or not, but it's just about getting my head straight with things too. Of like, am I going to commit to that? Am I going to commit to, you know, beating three three lads? Who I know I can beat in my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all respect them. Maybe you know you you get slip ups anyway, but. I don't know, just got some things to think about, to be honest, haven't I? What do your family think of this journey that you're on? What do your family think about, obviously, you turning pro so late and then the way boxing has handled you, you know, almost got kicked, thrown out because of medical issues, you're getting fights at late notice against Olympians, you know, it's it's not exactly, the streets aren't exactly paved with gold. Yeah, like, I've got a brother close, close to my brother, he hasn't said to me, I, I feel he doesn't want me to fight no more, do you know what I mean? Um, and then I've got, they're good close friends all around me. Majority of them don't want me to fight no more because they're just seeing that of like what you're saying there. I'm fighting tough fights all the time and 
you just want me to end it, end it as I've ended it now, to be honest. Yeah. But then, like, my girlfriend, she's like, she, she doesn't, a lot of people think, oh, doesn't she like you fighting? She doesn't actually mind me fighting, do you know what I mean? Just, um, it's about what makes me happy. That's all she's bothered about, really, do you know what I mean? So if I say, now I've got a bit of fire about something, then she loves it. Like I say, with McDonald, mm-hmm. she could see I had a proper spring in my step, fire in my belly over it, and she loved that. I was like that, do you know what I mean? But yeah. that's all she misses from it. I've had certain fights. I've had the Ashfag fight. That's not, there was no preparation. I didn't train for it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't train for Ashfag. I just lost weight in, in 19 days, do you know what I mean? And fought them. Yeah. No, it's not right, like. No. You know, and I've, that's happened a couple of times. But obviously, she sees me more than anyone, do you know what I mean? So she sees what mind frame I'm in. Me with the mind, right mind frame, that's all I, she'd be happy about, do you know what I mean? But the same with my brother and my friends, do I think as long as they know I'm happy then. Well, they must have all seen how down you were yeah. when the, but, you know, when you had the like medical issues. Happy, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they must have seen that and thought, yeah, oh yeah. God, yeah. rather than you finishing, they probably all thought, I hope he gets his licence back yeah. because he's not the same person. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's what they all, they all was thinking. I think some of my mates, like I was saying before, maybe even my brother and that too, it was like, I come back, I fought Ashfach, although it went. Some people, after the fight, a lot of people say, you've done yourself proud day, proud day, you're a warrior. But to me, that, that weren't a compliment. I already know I'm tough enough to last, uh, go in a fight, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I didn't perform well at all there, I didn't do nothing, do you know what I mean? Just got beat up by someone, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I think like my brother and a lot of the lads sort of looked at us, that was a, get that off your chest, now you're finished. Because I've been finished, I've been retired, me. Do gotcha. you know what I mean? And so, then maybe that was just, look, that's what you needed. Yeah, done. yeah. It's done now. I think that's what they wanted, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I had other ideas. <laughs> you're like, I'm just getting started. Yeah. This is just me world. back again. But now Jazz has gone to February, so I'm going to have to do something, aren't I? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Pressure's on now. And after that, I have a fight him. <laughs> right? Or just move up weights, get away from him. <laughs> it must be mad in that gym at the moment, though, with you and Jazz. you know, I love that gym, you know, love it. Absolutely love it. I can be down in life, anything. I go to that gym. I spend like 12 hours, 13 hour days in the gym, right? And I'm smiling all day, having a boss time. Jazz is around the bend. Yes, yeah. That's what <laughs> I mean. The two of you must get on the house on yeah. fire. Two years as bad as each other. Listen, I hope you do get on that July card. Right. I absolutely hope you do. Stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Still in studio with the main man, Jay Bam Bam Carney. And he's going nowhere. You know, that was the first fight back in two years' time. But we're going to look forwards now in part three after the break about what's to come in 2019 and beyond. That central area title is definitely just the right phone call away. We just need a couple of wins. What we need to do is stay away from opponents like Gavin McDonald, with yeah. all due respect, yeah, world no, no, title no. contenders. But see, like, see, with McDonald, I've been offered him before, right? That was when the heart, this is what happened with the heart issue. I boxed Jason Cunningham, um, and I, I don't know what the fight was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I got offered McDonald. So I was like, yeah, I'll have that, and I had a tune-up fight. So I went for that tune-up fight. I went for the tune-up fight, my pre-fight medical, I failed it right. with a heart condition. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the McDonald fight was off. Do you know what I mean? So I've been saying of McDonald already. And when I come back hand again this time, I was like, yeah, I want it bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can wait. Let's get that central area title first yeah. anyway. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Jay Bam Bam Carney still joins me in the studio. We were just talking then during the commercial break about sponsors and about how sponsors can be invaluable to fighters, certainly uh, in this game before they get to title. Listen, Jay's got no sponsors. So if you're a business from Merseyside... I have. (laughs) Sorry, who's your sponsor? I've got Impact Chauffeurs. Nice. What I was with it, I called them the muscle. The muscle? What I was with muscle, it was a while back. Let me just think what fight it was. It was the McDonald one, originally. Okay. So the first time, I was meant to box on that, Crawler Burns bill against McDonald. 
he sorted me out and I thought it's going to help me out big time. But then obviously the fight didn't happen. So I was like, yeah, sort that back. And he's like, nah, just, just keep hold, you know, maybe back and all that. Yeah, so then yeah. obviously he's now he's sponsored, you know what I mean? Because it was a long time ago, but he's still, he's he helped me out big time. You. So I, I, you know, they turned a favour. Also, every time I have a fight, um, my mate Cy Clay, he, he buys me shorts, you know what I mean? It's like a little touch. He, he just used to say, I'd love you to let me buy your shorts, you know what I mean? Brilliant. So the noble ass, he, he's got his own little like memorabilia thing. Oh, brilliant. Okay, sound. Well, there you go. He's got a couple of sponsors anyway, but if you want to get behind Bam Bam and his quest for the central area title shot, because I've just said to him then, Jonah Blake, forget about McDonald. I know you want it. I know you've been ready for it twice, but let's win this central area title and then go for McDonald. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get that belt on the mantle. McDonald will think I'm after them. He does. For no yeah, reason. Exactly. <laughs> he thinks you ate him. He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we crack on, just want to give you a little bit of MMA news, as I say earlier in the show. Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts uh, returned to the UFC Octagon this weekend. That's in New York City. He's on the prelim card. You can catch that over on BT Sport this weekend. He's taking on Michael Pereira, the Brazilian uh, eager to put obviously the disappointments he he suffered at UFC London in March where Danny got let's face it robbed by the referee uh, when he was fighting out of a submission. Great news for Danny though is this week he signed a multi a new extended multi fight contract with the UFC. Hopefully he puts the cherry on the cake of a great week for himself uh, by getting a win over Pereira in New York this Saturday night. As I say, early hours Sunday morning. BT Sport don't miss it. Uh, Cage Warriors. Returning to Liverpool on Sept- in September 28th, Cage Warriors 107 will return to the Liverpool Exhibition Centre. No doubt packed with Scouse talent, as it always is when it rolls into town. And speaking of Scousers and Cage Warriors, Tim Barnett will headline Cage Warriors 105 in Colchester on May the 31st. He takes on Sean Carter, who's actually from Colchester, a bit of a veteran. Uh, that's a lightweight title eliminated, I'm led to believe. And also on the bill in Colchester, Mick Stanton from Heighton, he's also on that main card as well, so uh, loads going on in the world of MMA, hopefully some news from Dan until soon as well, I'll keep you posted on that, we'll try and get him on the show in the future weeks just come back to yourself then Jay growing up with Terry Etham, growing up on Waverty Road, on the high street there literally, you know you trained at Cowbon with Colin Heron you were doing Thai do you look back now and kind of think, imagine if I'd stuck with it, would I be you know, would I even be in the UFC right now if, well, there's you, another if you'd story. enjoy the grappling? <laughs> here's another story. I've had an MMA fight. All right, okay. <laughs> no one knows about it because I got beat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but what was it happened, right? I, so I've done Thai, like I said to you before. I, I left Carbon because I was going into MMA and I was more into the Thai. Mm-hmm. Some mad reason in my head, I thought, I would go out either side, you know, I had to go hands on that. I like the clinch and stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, I'll just bladder someone again. You know dirty boxing. Yeah, I thought, I'll, just, elbows, I'll, no I'll be able to win this. I don't care, do you know what I mean? So, when I'm at an amateur MMA fight, do you know what I mean? Where was it? In Manchester. It was in there. I'm sure it was in like that velodrome. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe my Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I went to fight the kid and I, um, I felt brilliant. I had four arms gloves on. Please tell what? me shot on you, took you down. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I threw one shot, threw a jab, he slipped it, boom, got me, put me to the floor. I've, I had no skill to get up, but yeah, I just yeah. got up somehow. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. As I've got up, spun him off. I was, here we go. <laughs> threw one, two left hook, the one, two with the glove, the left hook, he ducked under it, got me, bam, slammed me down, got the rear naked in, right? In my head, I thought, nah, warrior, I don't, I will not sap, I'll go sleep. So in my head, I was in it for about 45 seconds and then I tapped. Yeah. But I've watched the back, I was in it for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if that, oh, went. if that. <laughs> and that was the end. None and one, out. <laughs> 
Do you enjoy MMA though? Do you watch love it? it, love it. Do you? When I say I love it, I love the UFC. And then, yeah. without being like fanboy, I don't watch too much like like domestic level MMA only because like just busy. I watch it all boxing non-stop. Do you know what I mean? So, of course. But I like you know support any MMA fight. I love it. So it's definitely a passion of mine. That yeah. Do you, um, you you say you watch? Do you watch a lot of boxing? Would you say you're a student of boxing? Yeah, I was more than I am. Come in and go. I don't really watch boxing. Like Jazza, Jazza yeah. said to me, I, say, I don't, really don't watch, watch any, fight, any fights. Tony Dodson used to be like that. Yeah. Tony Dodson was, you know, one of Virgil world title shot, British champion, whatever. I didn't watch anything, mm. didn't read anything, just wasn't interested in boxing at all. I, so, I sort of like, I know I know every super bouncer mate, every featherweight, every super featherweight in the country. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, like, yeah, I watch every like televised show, yeah. every show on Sky Sports, every show on BT, and every show on Box Nation. I watch, I watch everything. Like, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you a fan of? Yeah, in the country or Nature, like worldwide who's your favourite fighter well uh, my, old, my, my old time favourite fighters are Toro Gatti and Marcus Maidana they miss obviously Maidana. <laughs> <Those don't laughs> say, but when you watch you fight yeah but I don't know you know I haven't really got, got like a massive favourite at the minute obviously you get like you know um, you get like Crawford and that you know ever, but you, I, there's no one out there who I think you don't you haven't heard of but I think oh it's brilliant him do you know what I mean Just, yeah yeah I'm a fan of everyone really you know yeah you've got like a you know I think it's a and take it as a compliment you've got like a Mexican fighting style yeah, yourself yeah, 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 you know yeah. where you like to come forward yeah. you like to throw heavy shots you know what I feel like a lot of people maybe they don't maybe it's me being peed up but I feel like people think I can't box but I can box I can box long and that's what I mean but sort of choose not to Yeah. maybe that's a thing oh, I do need to look at myself even moving forward do you know what I mean you know get back to boxing my first fight on the business boxing board was against someone called Russ Midgley and I didn't get it once do you know what I mean I just Kept it longer. I was bigger than him, longer than him. Just yeah. kept it long. Do you know what I mean? It's good performance. Probably, probably my best performance. To be do honest, you, th- you know I'm trying to say, do you think that was your best performance? Arguably, only my best performance. Scotty says bounce. it was. Yeah. yeah, Scotty says, well, I didn't get it. Didn't get it once. So, isn't that the aim of the game? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Dominating someone without getting it. You know, that's the game, innit? I think the next fight was my best performance against Carl Chadwick. Yeah. I like that fight because that was two weight up and that, you know what I mean? And so he was a bit heavier than that. And, but I had them all busted open. I liked it. I mean, I way boxer. <laughs> you love all that, don't you? It's yeah. like, yeah, I was given two. I was given two weight divisions away. Not a problem. Yeah, I like I was, that. I was the fighter as well. I but... came in at nine five as well for lightweight. I just came in at nine five. Do you know what I mean? And in the ring, I knew he was. He put must have. He must have cut to that weight. Do you know what I mean? I was just. I was just nine five. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Well, at that point, obviously, you beat Jack Johnson. You beat Russ Midgley. You beat Carl Chadwick. You're flying now. Mm. You're a British boxing border control mm. registered fighter now. The world's your oyster. So, when you when the fight came on against Fergal McClory over in Belfast, I know you suffered the bad cuts. Was the first round just over the cut, second round? It's a, it's a mad fight that a lot of people say about the fight, and they say, oh, this happened, this happened, but the things that not more people think they saw, because there's no footage of it except for, like, a few, few like, bits of rounds. That's the only footage. Yeah, yeah. I got a cut. I know what I was, first round. There's no excuse, right? When the boxing at, like, 20 to 1 in the morning, but so did he. Yeah, He yeah. was late for him, do you know what I mean? I warmed up a little bit too much. Warmed up about two hours, you know what I mean? But well, I'm not surprised. It's four to half past one in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, so. it was late. And then, I don't know, I, I was a little bit like, I was tired a little bit, but that's no excuse anyway. It's still a fight. First round, a bit of a whirlwind. He could punch a bit, you know what I mean? I think he's, he stunned me a little bit early on that. And then it was just fight mode. I was just fighting him, do you know what I mean? No, no game plan, no, we gone out the window. I was just doing me, do you know what I mean? Fighting him. Went like four rounds, a bit rough round. He was good. He's he very, very good, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in the fourth or the fifth. What was it you got there? Fourth. So in, in in the fourth round, did you get a point taken off before? Yeah, then I got as a well? point took off oh, me as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I thought he was dead dirty, and then I'd be a bit dirty back, and then the ref was having a go at me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So then I got a point took off me. I was a little bit like 
when you watch the fight back, that, that round, the fourth round, I look, it looks sad, but this looks like an even fight, right? He pins me to the ropes, puts a few shots on me, lands, finishes on the body, like one second to go. And as he hits the body, the ref steps in. So a lot of people thought I got stopped by the body, but I never like, yeah, yeah. he just he just seen shots, too many shots landing or something. Yeah. And then me brother and that were there and they were like, oh, he's being robbed because it didn't look, it didn't look like a bad thingy. But then, as I've been stopped, right, I've never had this before. I I've like walked back to my corner and couldn't see the corner. I like stumbled to the rope and oh, had to hold on to the rope to keep me up. So it was a good stoppage. Yeah. So yeah. then immediately you could see, oh, something's up here because yeah, yeah. Kieran jumped in and you know Kieran's passed and all that. I could see he was worried a bit. And then when he sat me down, I couldn't see. I couldn't see where you are now. I couldn't see that far. Wow. And then I have a mad story. I was um, sitting there and they all had my face shining the torches like they do. And I think they had an oxygen mask on me. I didn't need it, do you know what I mean? But it was making it a bit claustrophobic. Of course. I was like, just leave me a minute. And I just had my head pinned down a little bit. And I shut my eyes for a second. I was knackered, right? And I thought, let's just have this little sleep on the other I felt oh no I thought well, I was going to sleep I was going out there yeah, you know what I mean exactly, and then he took yeah. me to hospital like, well, you know what I mean? out, yeah yeah but um, yeah it was a bit of a <laughs> but then obviously the Cordy and the fight didn't happen because of that you know what I mean it's yeah. gut-wrenching looking back I watched it in Benidorm with the boys instead though now Did you? that Wembley yeah, yeah. one you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> going that could have been me making yeah, that yeah. Thing yeah. all the lads are like that you know in, in, in Benidorm so everyone, hey, he's a pro boy he's meant to be on this and I, you know and I did me bladded everyone's like that yeah that's it so you went you went from that loss in Belfast for Jason Cunningham mm. and that was a cracking fight mm. that was a I had a long fight. time out Nick right not long time sorry a long time on the couch I was, after that Fergal fight I went, like I said, I went to Benidorm, right? And I went in a good p- p- place, like, physically. I was really in bad pain. Mm-hmm. I was having tablets, can't remember what the tablets called. Something hard, heavy tablets, right? Yeah. Come back from Benidorm. Just painkillers, you mean? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. codeine and I was on. Yeah, yeah. I was on a mix of fusing, but I was on codeine. And come back from Benidorm and went to Paris with me, with me missus and the kids. And um, it was like, I was ruined there. You know, I couldn't walk and all that, do you know what I mean? And come on, I was just hooked on that codeine. But then my physical pain was gone and I was still taking codeine for ages, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then I got offered a fight when I was on the couch still on codeine, not doing nothing after press because I've been stopped. I don't like getting stopped, you know what I mean? Of course. Offered the fight with codeine again. No one knows this one, you see. At Kelbrook Bill in Sheffield United's ground. And I had to say, no, like, I'm on the couch. Literally, I'm like, I'm I weren't even like, weren't even with the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So then, and then I had a little bit of time back. Then I was I, I took that Cunningham fight again on short notice. I was in I was in camp for a fight with with Cunningham. I was in camp for a fight with someone else. Um, but then the call come in. A fight where I should be winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Selling tickets and stuff. And then the call come in for Cunningham on sixteen days. So I took that. I went into that right, not in the right frame of mind at all. Um, I told Scotty and Brian, Brian Phillips, we were like training together. I told I pulled them both and said, "This is my last fight. This because I don't I don't want to love it no more. I don't want to do it." And then, so they talked seriously as it was, you know what I mean? This is the Cunningham fight? Cunningham fight, yeah. So about three days, four days out before that, I went in the right, right mind. Looking back, I was in a terrible mind frame, you know. And then, uh, when uh, going into the fight, right, I only told me, Mrs. This, like, I, I didn't think, I was like, I'll just go, I'll go the distance, I'll, go, I'll only go the distance. As long as I can go the distance, I'll be all right, you know what I mean? And then took around, half an hour, and I was like, wow, I can beat this kid, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I knew him, yeah, I can beat him, yeah. And then, like, he won like four rounds to two or something, but... They, the rounds were all dead close, you know what I mean? Looking back, I feel like, wow, I could have just... That, that's one fight where I think, oh, I'd love to fight him again. Yeah. I've asked for it again a few times, but obviously, why would he fight me? He doesn't need to fight me, you know what I mean? He's, he's done brilliant, you know what I mean? But one fight where I just think, I could have beat him there, like, I'd hit him, hit him late and hit him a bit, you know what I mean? And 
look back I feel like a little bit look, uh, kick myself a little bit about my mind frame going into that do you know what I mean I don't like being like that because I like to think of myself mentally strong do you know what I mean but Maybe I'm just mentally mental. <laughs> you speak of me- mentally strong, and that that's so important, obviously yeah, moving forward. Definitely. You know, is to have your have your head screwed on and mm. be and be positive and be looking forwards. And I, listen, I get why you take the Ashfak fight. I get why yeah. you want the McDonald fight. You want to try and jump up the you know jump up the the ratings and jump up the pay levels and whatever it may be. But I think right right here right now for your sanity. I just want to see you get back out and yeah, get a win. I'll give you like my word that you won't see me just take some fight now some matching fight that I won't. I don't need that. Don't honestly the, the money's better than what it what other fights are, but it's not you know, it doesn't it doesn't like buy me not it's just a little bit of money, isn't it? I'm not really after money, do you know what I mean? You know, a little bit of money, you spend it the next day anyway, so I'm not bothered about that. Yeah. I, I always wanted those matching fights for the opportunity to like, wow. I, I watch this I'm a fan I'm a boxing fan do you know what I mean uh, there's me boxing on Sky Sports I'm the boxing fan yeah yeah you see like I, I do like a little walk messing about for the last fight because that, that's me that's just me I'm living the dream there do you know what I mean Absolutely. that's the dream so but I've done it am I going to go and do it again and fight someone on short notice and get beat again no I'm definitely not doing that if you see me fight next it'll be it, next time if you see me fight if you see me fight it'll be boxing on like in the Olympia or, or whatever whatever Green Bank whatever it be do you know what I mean yeah, but yeah. somewhere in the North West selling tickets in a fight that I should be in do you know Good. what I mean that's what it'll be next if it, if Good, because listen I, I think anyone in, involved in boxing in this city know and knows you and knows mm. of you and, and knows your reputation they, everybody wants you to succeed yeah, nobody yeah, wants yeah. to see you just go down a journeyman path because it'd be a shame yeah yeah because you love it too so much so it's like losing your way at such yeah that's yeah, yeah. You, you love it too much and, and I'm borderline I, I understand that people really like you yeah. you know you're, you're well liked lad in, mm. in the industry in the, in, certainly in this community so I think everybody only wants the best for you and I just if you get a couple of wins that central area and, and, and you're right Jay that, that, that'd that be like a world title lad. yeah yeah it'd be unreal because you know what then you can dare to dream after that but right here right now that, that all roads yeah, should definitely. lead to that. So you just say day to dream too. I'm always like that. I'm a proper dreamer, but at the same time, I've lived my dream. You know, doing it. I'm, Plus, I'm dead grateful for all my fights. You know what I mean? Listen, proper grateful. Imagine the day you walk into Derry's gym with a central area. I'll be amazing, mate. Where's your central area belt, Derry? <laughs> hey, where's your central <laughs> area belt? It's the one you haven't got. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. exactly. Rubber's nose in it. Listen, thank yeah. you so much for coming, right, mate. Much appreciated. So glad that you're in the the, the headspace that you're in oh, right now. Nice. Can't wait to see what comes next in 2019. I tell you what, that central area belt is 100% on the agenda inside the next 12 months and then we go for Gav McDonald. <laughs> better get loaded. come on Gav yeah. <laughs> you'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk catch up with all our banter through the week over at Fight Disciples on social media at Fight Disciples Twitter Facebook and at The Fight Disciples over on Instagram and I'll catch you next week thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes